0: There are ten people in a cabin in the woods. They've all died. It wasn't by natural causes, and it wasn't by an act of God. How did it happen?
1: I have no idea where this bit's going. It's not a bit. It's a riddle. It's a riddle. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, it's not an act of God, and it wasn't an accident, so it was intentional. Well, sure.
0: But it, it wasn't an act of God. I didn't say it was an accident.
1: You said it wasn't an accident.
0: No, I said it wasn't by natural causes.
1: By natural causes? And it wasn't an act of God? Yes. Okay, wh- what's the answer to this?
0: The cabin was an airplane. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: that makes sense. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to <laughs> Expectation versus Reality, I'm Nate.
0: And I'm Tanner.
1: And right off the bat, we're going to put a massive uh, not safe for work warning yeah, for this, this, for this is discussion. Yeah,
0: no... Th- yeah, there is... I mean, it was an excellent movie, but it is it's not, not... And it's
1: not Game of Thrones bad or anything, but it's weird and there's a lot of bodily functions and... There's a lot of wiener jokes and male
0: stuff going on in this movie that's none of it's like shown explicitly outside of clothing but it's still
1: i'm going to say i usually don't find like that level of humor or that type of humor all that funny but it worked really well in this if only because it was so insistent upon itself yeah
0: it was it was it 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 was funny it was (laughs) Um, the farting uh, jokes has always been funny with me because i'm my grandfather's grandson and it's farting is funny you can't change my mind. <laughs> no, and that's valid.
1: But, like, for me, I mean, just the comedy of it never really struck me, you know? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was the the weaker points of Shrek and... Yeah, yeah, Stuff yeah. like that, and, like, The Nutty Professor and whatever. I'm trying to think of, like, other movies that did that. Um, the, uh, But then, like, I think this movie, at least as far as, like, in, like, the fart department goes, um, reminded me a lot of the reason why I laughed at it. it was the same reason why I laughed at... Okay, do you remember... The beginning of Tropic Thunder yes there were all those fake trailers yeah and one of them was for Jack Black's making fun of Eddie Murphy making fun of the nutty professor and it was just farts over and over again and it was it was so insistent upon itself it became funny right that was kind of what this reminded me of but on a completely different level yeah
0: that's fair that's that's
1: fair title this is a part two uh but we are talking about Swiss Army Man yes which was the first uh, feature by Daniel Scheinert and Dan Kwan.
0: Boy, was it weird.
1: Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe and Mary Elizabeth Winstead and some other people I didn't recognize beforehand. Like, just blanket impression, what did you think of Swiss Army Man?
0: You know, I actually kind of liked it, and I might go get a copy. I I liked it that much. It's, uh... I don't know if it deserved all the praise that it got, but it definitely was different, and, uh... I'm not 100% sure that uh, I I cared for the ending.
1: Yeah. We'll get there whenever we get there. Yeah. But I definitely liked the first 90% of it more than the last 10. Yeah. Because I felt like the ending should have either been something like what we wrote, Mm -hmm. something a little bit more upbeat, or just pitch black. Yeah.
0: Well, I feel, like that's, I feel like that's what they were trying to do, was try to make an exploration of life through death. Mm-hmm. And by that, life isn't always great. And I think that's what they were trying to explore, was just the fact that he was not a very good man. Um, well, I don't think he
1: was mentally sound.
0: Yeah. There was an issue there that they didn't explore, explore very far before he got lost on that island.
1: Which, I'm going to be honest, I'm not sure existed. But, like, the ending kind of nullified the idea of, like, it's all in his head. Right. But I don't think it should have.
0: No, they should have left that part out.
1: Or just leave it ambiguous. Yeah. Or just, you know, I mean, you don't have to solidify it one way or the other, but you don't have to. Right. We'll get to it.
0: Yeah, we'll get to it. Because that that bothered me, too. It really did. But the rest
1: of the movie's so good. It's so weird and like nothing I've seen. It, it was, before. yeah, it
0: was, it was good. It was, it was good. I'll talk about it.
1: But yeah, for me, I mean, it was really, it was, an, it was a good movie, I think. I don't think it's going to change anything for me. I don't think that it's going to change the way that I look at movies. No, no, um, no. Daniel Radcliffe was a delight in this movie. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I, I, like I said in the first part, it was like coma acting at its finest, but it wasn't coma acting with a handful of exceptions. <laughs> And I really hope that certain parts of the acting was him really, like, sliding down into a ditch. And
1: okay, so um, IMDB <laughs> says that there was a fake Daniel Radcliffe for, that they made. <laughs> okay. However, they only used it in a few shots because Daniel Radcliffe insisted on being in every shot. Right. So the only ones that they didn't use him for were stuff that was, like, dangerous.
0: Well, Yeah. If I had a fake version of me, I would just keep it in a closet and tell people that random things that they need were in that closet, just so they could, like...
1: Hey, you think he kept it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I I would totally do that. hey, uh, can I borrow an umbrella? It's kind of raining outside. Oh, yeah, the upstairs closet near the bathroom has got a couple spare umbrellas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, it's like the... Did you ever see the the documentary Nightmare Factory?
0: I think so, yeah. yeah. With
1: uh, about, like, Greg Nicotero and his special effects people yeah yeah i did see and that at the beginning there's mm-hmm. the uh, elijah woods there trying to get them as like their special effects people for his production company mm-hmm. starting and he says you know i think you have your head from sin city line around here somewhere and then they go <laughs> find it <laughs> so for the synopsis today we are going to be using the one on imdb The film starts with shots of several items floating in the middle of the ocean. They have little messages written on them by someone stating that they are hungry, bored, and don't want to die alone. On a deserted island, Hank Thompson, not to be confused with Tom Hanks.
0: Yeah, we we got that pretty early on. Yeah.
1: On a deserted island, Hank Thompson, played by Paul Dano, is getting ready to hang himself. He then sees the body of a young man, played by Daniel Radcliffe, wash up on the shore. Hank attempts to walk over, but forgets that he's Got a noose around his neck, and he's almost hanged until the noose snaps. He runs to the young man and checks for a pulse, but he's dead. Hank hears a rumbling sound from inside the man's body, body and the corpse farts. <laughs> Hank <laughs> takes the belt off of the man's pants and uses it to try and hang himself again. This was the first laugh that I got, was him just being like, all right, this is a dead body, and he just takes the belt God. to make a new noose. He had, so, he had no hope. He was done. Well, and it's like, it's the first hard cut of the movie whenever he's back.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, the hard cut. That's what made it funny. Because if they would have showed the whole process, it wouldn't have been funny. It would have been a totally different emotion.
1: So uh, the corpse continues to fart so much that it moves a little. Hank runs uh, back to the corpse and uses the farts <laughs> to ride away from the island like a jet ski. Hank loses I, his balance and falls into the water.
0: I'm not sure if this actually happened. I feel no. like his mental his mental state that becomes pretty clear later on in the film. Probably imagine most of this, I mean, not to say that he couldn't float on a dead body, maybe.
1: No, I think that it, if we're looking at the idea of a oh, bunch of this being in his head, which the film since seems, seems to hint is yeah. the case. Mm-hmm. Please pay no attention to the unloved baby sounds coming from the other room.
0: <laughs> unloved, sure. Yeah, that child has a ton of friends. No one has ever been less
1: loved than my yeah. daughter. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I definitely think that the the island if he was even on an island to begin with mm-hmm. that it definitely was a lot closer and he might have just ridden the corpse with yeah. like a flotation device, which is plausible. But that being said, this whole sequence is ridiculous and it's you see funny. All of Daniel Radcliffe's back end.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was actually the distance from the island to the shore was exorbitant.
1: Yeah. And also, like, I just want to point out that, like, I appreciate that they didn't shave his butt. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, I know it's yeah. a weird thing yeah. to be, like,
1: whatever, but, like, you have hair on your butt. That's normal. For, for men, at least. And so, like, whenever you see, like, <laughs> these sexy dudes and they're, like, getting out of bed in movies and they're, like, smooth. And I'm like, no, it's weird.
0: Yeah, that's weird.
1: You're not a swimmer or Mr. Galaxy. And, You're not <laughs> to, and I don't mean, like, competing for Mr. Galaxy. You have to be Mr. Galaxy and yeah, then you I'm- can shave. Also, let's remember that
0: the corpse movie is
1: Harry Potter. Yep. Just saying. Hank wakes up in a different location near the woods. He thinks that the corpse has saved him. Hank brings the corpse into a cave as it rains that night. The corpse appears to be collecting water in its mouth while sticking his tongue out. In the morning, Hank is thirsty. Uh, the corpse starts spewing water from its mouth. Hank drinks it in a cup that he found. He then thanks the corpse and starts talking to him. By the way, it's very clear that this stuff tastes horrendous because he's gagging while drinking it. If you can still hear this, I've done a little bit of recon into the kitchen of my home, which is right off of the room where we record this. And apparently my daughter is remarkably mad at her mother right now. I don't know what in her nine-month-old mind she's so angry about. But apparently she is pointing her toes and bawling up her tiny fists and just yelling. Poor child. So, again, we are not torturing my daughter in the background of these. (laughs) There is no weird, like, child torture meta-narrative to our podcast. Like, this is not a secret ARG. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy those. I enjoy them quite a lot. uh, Tanner and I have just both gotten into the Magnus Archives. Oh, I love
0: the Magnus Archives. They're excellent. God, they're so well-written.
1: So, yeah, so the water in this is definitely disgusting. Like, it's come out of this dude's body. Yeah. It is rotting. But he drinks it anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, whenever you're on the brink of death, you don't want to become the thing you're looking at, right?
1: Uh, So he thanks the corpse, and the corpse starts talking to him. The corpse replies with a groggy, okay, buddy. Which, his line delivery in this movie is every time is so good. I believe that he's fighting past rigor mortis. It's so good. Why did you hit me? <laughs> oh, there were some good bits in this. There were some really good bits. Oh, man. So the corpse starts, stump- starts mumbling, uh, making it sound like he's saying Manny. So Hank starts calling him that. He thinks he may just be hallucinating from starvation, but he starts trying to get Manny to remember anything that he can about life. Hank carries Manny on his back as they walk through the woods, and he reminds Manny of various aspects about life, like pooping and sex. <laughs> Manny sees a picture of a sports magazine with a beautiful woman in the pages. He gets an erection that Hank uses as a compass to guide him away. It, it,
0: this, it goes a lot deeper than that synopsis lets, it, lets, you, lets yeah, you think. I mean, this, oh, they're just as uncomfortable talking about it as we are. Yeah, apparently. like... I don't know why I'm uncomfortable talking about it.
1: No, I mean, it's like, here's the thing. If this was a not-as-good good movie... Yeah. I think I'd have an easier time talking about it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so basically it seems like, again, within the, uh, the realm of what's implied to be hallucination, but also maybe not, whenever Manny gets an erection, it points to town. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so on their walk, Hank steps in a pile of poop, which says a pile of poo here, by the way. I just... I, yeah, I can't. I can't. And he then hears what sounds like a bear growling. In a panicked fit, Hank and Manny tumble down a hill. After the fall, Manny sees Hank's phone in the plastic bag, which Manny thinks belonged to, which Manny seems to think belonged to him. Uh, the wallpaper shows a woman named that they later call Sarah, mm-hmm. played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, whom Hank would always see on the bus sitting by herself. He took the picture of her secretly. Manny falls in love with Sarah. Now finding a motivation to get home. Right. Uh, Hank begins to remind Manny what it feels like to love. Hank dresses up to look like Sarah so Manny can talk to her, quote-unquote. Manny's awkward and doesn't know how to talk to women. The two also discuss topics like masturbation and family members, finding out that Hank's mom died and that he he didn't have the best relationship with his dad. It gets unpleasant when Manny makes a connection between him masturbating and Hank's mom, causing Hank to yell at him. So yeah, I think that this sequence starts to paint the picture that Hank's upbringing was not good. Yeah and that Hank probably is missing a few crayons.
0: Yeah. There's there's some obvious signs of at least some emotional abuse here.
1: Yeah, cuz I mean he you know, he's constantly like, "Yeah, don't use the word retard." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which he calls Manny at one point.
0: Yeah. But it's kind of like a it's kind of like a oh my god, I've become my father moment.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it's like it's um, I think it's it's almost like it's what he associates like, what he associates you're supposed to say whenever you're mad at somebody? Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. But the whole bit with his mother being like, oh, if you masturbate, then takes years off your life and... Like, catch up oh to, me
0: if, you oh, yeah. you up to me if you do it enough, blah, 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 do it
1: And then we don't always ever be without each other. I'm like, that's freaking weird.
0: Yeah, that's weird. We, yeah, that's, uh, that's um, not yeah, normal parenting.
1: You are, you are a product of your parents. <sighs> the, So, in the woods, Hank starts to build several structures, like a bus, a theater, and a cafe. On the bus, Hank plays out with Manny what it's like to see Sarah getting on the bus and trying to find the courage to talk to her. This whole sequence is weird. They built, like, a bus. It was weird. And they keep building, like, people and structures and Yeah, like, people whatever. out of, like,
0: and... wood and trash that they find in the woods and plants, et cetera. And uh, for some reason, there's furniture out there, too. That was a big chunk of the movie for me. That was That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Them, like, messing around and doing the whole, you know, buddy comedy thing going on here with, you know, weaken at Bernie's a little bit
1: kind of yeah. thing. Um, so, at the same time, Hank starts u- using Manny like a multi-purpose tool. Yep. Hunting for food by shooting things out of Manny's mouth, <laughs> chopping wood with his arms, and lighting farts with fire. Hank puts on a shadow puppet theater performance of movies like Jurassic Park and E.T. for Manny. <laughs> for whatever reason, Jurassic Park is a, a running...
0: I feel like that's the only movie no-t. that was like, oh, yeah, you can totally use that in, in your movie. Yeah, that's well, because like,
1: um, they mention it in the cave at the beginning...
0: and then they start singing
1: and they sing he sings it and he's oh so you remember Jurassic park he's like well no it's jurassic park he's like you just sing the song what
0: what i don't know
1: those deliveries are so good and then he's the first name that he gets for sarah is laura dern yeah (laughs) so the two start to cross a pipe above a river pipe breaks and the two fall into the river hank tries to get air from manny uh before they're shot to the surface by manny's farts so one thing that left out in the synopsis is that apparently Hank put a cork up Manny, and this is, he lets, he pulls it out under the water and then shoots out. There was that
0: funny bit where Daniel Radcliffe was just like, where Manny was just like, You're, you remember that time you put that cork up my butt? Was that like sex? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a good bit. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you have any interest in watching this movie, you definitely should. It's very, very strange. Even in the sense of how I hope at this. So, of the movies that we've covered on here, uh, The Brood was weird. The but Brood was weird. It had sense. Yes. Sorry to Bother You was very strange. Yes. But it also kind of made sense. Yes. This movie has sections that just don't... None. They don't
0: make sense. They make no sense whatsoever. But and not it's... like
1: in like a surreal David Lynch sense. Yeah. But... Just in this weird kind of way that I can't describe or it b- compare it It has
0: to, to be Hank's <clears throat> mental thing creating all of this. This has to be a mental thing. It has to be. But because of the ending, it's not. Yeah. So, okay, whatever.
1: But that being said, this movie, the dialogue is unbelievable, especially the stuff that comes out of Daniel Radcliffe's Yeah, 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 yeah. Paul Dano is also spectacular, but he's definitely more the straight man in this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hank finally gets a signal on his phone. Um, he's gotten an automated vir- birthday message from his dad. Um, he goes on Instagram and looks at Sarah's profile. She has a husband and a daughter. When Manny learns about this, he feels upset for Hank letting him think that he was going to get a chance to be with Sarah. Uh, the two are attacked by a bear. Yep. And the bear bites Hank's leg, and Hank tries to activate oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Manny's farts, and it blows up the fire they're around and launches them up into a tree.
0: Whenever they get attacked by that bear, the whole thing started with
1: them being like prepared for the bear fight.
0: Yeah, they were prepared for the bear fight, and he started shoving things down Manny's throat and tried to use it as a as, uh, use him as he did earlier in the in the in the film as a as a gun. Mm-hmm. And instead of him shooting whatever he shoved down his throat, I missed what it was. Either rocks, was rocks. Yeah,
1: because he used a half a two liter as a funnel.
0: Yeah, and then <laughs> instead of Manny actually working like he did for the rest of the movie. He just saw the phone with Sarah's picture with her husband, and he just was just like, "Nope, not today. Nope, I'm too distressed. I can't. I can't shoot rocks out of my mouth anymore." Yeah. And then the explosion happens.
1: <laughs> so up the tree, uh, Manny starts crying about feeling deceived. Says he wishes that he were dead again. And there's this really cool sequence of surreal imagery. Mm-hmm. And there's that one where it's like everybody dies, and it shows him rotting. Yeah. Which. I have seen that before, and I think that's the reason why I had him rotting at the end of mine. Mm -hmm. So I will apologize for accidentally cheating on that. Okay. Although not really, because that didn't happen. (laughs) Hank spots a town not far from where they are, and he tries to get the attention of passing cars. The branch then breaks, and Hank twists his leg. The bear starts to carry him away until Manny drops in the tree and starts moving on his own. He sets one of his own farts on fire and scares the bear away. Hank (laughs) wakes up to find Manny carrying him away from the woods, close to a house. The house is Sarah's. The two tumble down the hill in the backyard. They are met by Sarah's daughter, Chrissy. She can apparently communicate with Manny as well. Manny creeps her out with his water puking and spontaneous erections, causing Chrissy to cry. Sarah comes out and sees Hank and Manny. Manny is no longer responsive, and Sarah gets help Paramedics, cops, and a news crew show up at Sarah's house. Hank's dad arrives to see the body bag with Manny in it, thinking that Hank's in there. He goes to his car and cries. The reporter starts to interview Hank over his experience. The cop then looks at Hank's phone and sees pictures of Sarah, which freaks her out. Hank ignores everyone and runs to Manny's body, taking it back into the woods. Everyone follows them and walks past all the things that Hank's built. They make it back to the shore, where Hank and Manny first washed up. Hank doesn't want anyone to take Manny away. An officer cuffs Hank and takes him away. Some farting is heard, and everyone sees Manny moving as he farts violently. He farts and then sends himself away across the ocean on said farts. Everyone looks confused and disturbed, except for Hank's dad, Chrissy, and Hank, who all react with a smile. I don't understand the smiles. I don't. There is there's no way that this is the original ending for the movie. No. And I want to know what the original ending was, because I bet it was better. The
0: reaction from Hank's dad... It, that's just that's not the reaction you get whenever you see a corpse flying over the top of the, the waves in the ocean like oh that makes me happy does it does it does that really mm-hmm. because he looked uh, <laughs> I don't know how to describe how he looked other than happy I mean there was just that look on his face of just pure joy almost that this thing was running away from them with the farts
1: why I mean, don't get me wrong. That sequence was really funny because it was this weird, like, my people need me. Oh, yeah, it was hilarious, yeah. But, yeah, it really killed the whole ending where it was like, oh, this guy's really disturbed. Yeah. And has clearly just been living, like, out in the woods outside the back of this woman's house. For a very long time. And I think it could have been something really dark and profound, and it kind of stepped on its own toes.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it went from him being lost to, oh, my God, he's... You know, there's a very good possibility that he's been stalking this woman for a very, very, very long time and just happened upon a dead body and then the tone changed. It it changed again whenever everybody started smiling, whenever Manny started floating away.
1: Yeah, and I feel like we should have more to say about it, but I think it kind of stands on its own merits. Yeah, Uh,
0: just because it's weird doesn't mean it was bad.
1: No, and I think that also just because it's weird doesn't mean that we have a lot to say about it. Yeah. I mean,
0: really, I'm going to stand behind my opinion that I believe that it is an exploration of life as a whole, including death. And by that metric, uh, exploration of life through death. And this guy's, you know, trying to Hank is trying to uh, explain away things that he can't explain in his own life because he's too afraid to confront them. So he experiences that through Manny.
1: So, yeah, I think overall I enjoyed Swiss Army Man. I definitely think that the ending soured things for me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that's and that's fair. And it's not because I felt like it took a hard left turn, but because it took a hard left turn and then immediately course-corrected again. Yeah. Because either we could make this open-ended, we could make it happy, or we could make it super dark. Yeah. But you kind of went with all three, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because for me, I like I like endings that make sense, and I like happy endings. That's just the way I like things. I like it whenever people ca- are cared about and all that stuff. That's 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 what I like to see, because it doesn't happen that often in the real world. But, you know, that's fine.
1: You can find this on social media at, at evrpod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter and, I guess, Instagram and everything else at Nate Corrin. Tanner, yep. where can we find you?
0: I am at bicklefox on Instagram. Twitter and Instagram. Uh, one of those has a big B in it, the other one has a little B, and there's still a movie joke that nobody's talked to me about on, on it yet. I just uh, wanna do our, our whole thing about, you know, support your, support your favorite artists and, and let support, them know that-
1: Support the obscure members of the, of the crew. Yeah,
0: let everybody know who has a hand in creating what you love, that you, that you enjoy
1: it. And to that, I'm going to find the name of somebody on IMDb. That worked on this movie the best boy uh, here we go Spencer <laughs> Solomon who was the assistant to mr. Radcliffe good job he looked happy as a corpse <laughs> so yeah go watch movies go find the things that you like support them tell people that you like or rather tell people that you like the things that they made yeah um, because these people work hard this is a passion mm-hmm. nobody works with these crazy hours for inconsistent pay And all this nonsense because they don't love it. Yep, and that's everything.
0: Books, TV, YouTube, film, everything. Music too, everything.
1: So if there's nothing else, we'll catch you guys later. Absolutely.